Hello and welcome to the Glide TV Recaps Game of Thrones here for a quick discussion of the season 8 premiere that just wrapped up airing about a minute or two ago. So, uh, as far as we know, I cannot find a title for this episode yet, so we'll uh, not worry about that until the full uh, recap of the episode tomorrow night. So, uh, of course we saw a new title sequence premiered, which was an interesting one and looks to be one that's probably going to change on a weekly basis more so than normal, uh, as, you know, typically as we've found out, you know, they like to switch around what locations we're seeing to tell us kind of where this episode is going to be uh, taking place in mostly. So what locations did we see in this credit sequence? Well, uh, we started at the hole in the wall, which didn't really play into this episode much, except for kind of the little walker bit we'll get into later. Uh, we saw Last Hearth, which obviously played a big part in this episode's uh, climax. Uh, we saw Winterfell, which is where the vast majority of this episode took place. The Crypts of Winterfell, where two key, one key sequence takes place in this episode. And we see King's Landing as well in this, this one. So... And moving on to the actual episode, of course, uh, we get uh, Arya and a lot of other people's reunions in this episode. Arya reuniting with uh, John the Hound and Gendry throughout the run of this episode. Uh, now, Arya is very thrilled to see both John and Gendry. Uh, she doesn't really have any reaction to seeing the Hound initially. Uh, I think she's kind of more just kind of shocked he's still alive than anything, really. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then later on in the episode, John immediately tells Arya of his death and resurrection, and she doesn't really seem surprised by that. Uh, so I'm guessing Bran must have told her about it. Maybe. I guess. I don't really know how else she has this information, although, you know, that kind of thing isn't really something that would be easily kept secret, you know, uh, the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch being murdered and then coming back to life would yes. be widespread news. Uh, but I guess Bran told her, maybe, I guess maybe he told everyone or something, I don't know. Uh, but that's about that, um, really. Uh, and then she interacts with the others later on in the episode we'll get to. Uh, we see throughout this episode that most of the native northerners, if not pretty much all of them except for John, uh, don't really like Danny at all. Uh, they don't trust her in the slightest and are very terrified of her dragons. Uh, and almost immediately, uh, we start to get kind of a very uh, downfall of Rob Stark esque turn on John by the other lords of the north here. Yes. After learning of his pledge to Danny. And it only gets worse when they learn of Cersei's supposed support as well. Yes. Uh, so that does not sound like this is going to go terribly well for John at this point. Uh, <laughs> doesn't sound like no. it, does it? No, it does not. No. Um, but John has uh, the new maester here at Winterfell send uh, a letter to. Uh, the Night's Watch to Castle Black and to the Shadow Tower, presumably uh, informing them to abandon the wall and come down to Winterfell to make uh, one last stand against the Army of the Dead. Seems like a, a, 
understandable plan. There's not really, as John says, they're through the wall. There's no need for us to man the wall still mm -hmm. then. So uh, that makes good sense uh, for sure. Yes. Uh, Sansa immediately deduces. Uh, she, she reunites with Tyrion in this episode, of course. Uh, and she immediately deduces that Cersei's not not coming to help at all. Uh, she quickly uh, figures that one out easily, uh, which apparently Tyrion did not figure that one out himself, uh, no. as we're inclined to be told. Yeah. Uh, so that's not a great sign for Tyrion's intelligence here if you're getting outsmarted by Sansa at this point. That is correct. Not great. Uh, down in King's Landing... Uh, unless you have anything to add to this part yet um, that you'd like to discuss. Well, I'll discuss a couple this, parts here. Okay. Um, and I forget the exact point in this, uh, but um, Sansa was there with Danny, mm -hmm. and they were watching something. Uh, Sansa had a couple strange looks at Danny. So she was looking like, yeah, she had a couple strange looks that, okay. Um, and one of my favorite lines of this episode, uh, when Tyrion was with Sansa and he said something about Joffrey's wedding. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. And Sansa said, it had its moments. Yeah. I really liked that line. It was, <laughs> uh, that was a good line, I thought. But, and Lyanna, once again, boy, she just gets to the point. Yeah, Lyanna's great, yeah. She just... Hey, <laughs> okay, you're how old? Yeah, hopefully she has a slightly better faith than little Ned Umber, as we'll get to later. Yeah. But, um, so, uh, then anything else to add yet? Uh, not no. yet, okay. not up to this point, that was it. Okay, heading to King's Landing. So, Euron has successfully brought the Golden Company to King's Landing, although in his very strange conversation with Yara... Uh, he does assure Yara and the audience by proxy mostly that uh, he's not terribly loyal to Cersei, uh, at least at that point, yes. uh, and will support whatever side's winning in the war. Uh, we learn that the Gold Company is headed by Harry Strickland, and also we learn that they do not bring their elephants with them as they are not suited to long sea voyages, also known as we need to save our money for later effects work here. Uh, is mostly what that should say. But, okay. Uh, and we need to save money somehow, so no elephants. Sorry, Cersei, you don't get the elephants. Uh, and then uh, Euron and Cersei are beginning their uh, sexual relationship at this point. Yes. Um, later, Cersei is uh, sending Bronn to head north to go and kill Jamie and Tyrion if they somehow survive the battle with the dead. Uh, and that's really it that happens with Cersei in this app, as far as I noted, uh, really of importance at least. Yeah, with Cersei. Yeah. She had my second favorite line, which is something I really wonder about. Uh, she was given the news that the dead had broken through the wall. Mm -hmm. and she says, good. Yeah. Mm, okay. Her plan is going in full motion here. <laughs> well, let the dead kill as many in the north as possible and deal with what remains. That's her strategy at this yeah, point. So she's happy. 
Um, and then in the biggest disappointment, uh, Theon, uh, well, he manages to rescue Yara while Euron's off attempting to impregnate Cersei, uh, and they very easily escape from Euron's ship and set sail for the Iron Islands. So, yes. sadly, Theon makes it through the first episode. No one really of importance is, to this point, the show dies. Uh, one person obviously does die later that is... Technically very important, but hasn't really been in the story to this point. Okay. Um, but so they're going to go to the Iron Islands um, to offer Danny a place of refuge if the dead cannot be fought off. Uh, Yara allows Theon to go to Winterfell to fight alongside the Starks while she will return to Pike to solidify her hold over the Iron Islands while Euron is not there. And most of the other Iron Islanders are not there. So... That's what's going to go on with the Greyjoys, for now at least. Yes. So, uh, uh -huh. You have anything to add to that plot? No. Nope. Okay. Back to the north for the rest of the episode. So, uh, Davos, of course, uh, proposes to Tyrion and Varys that if both survive the battle that John and Danny should get married. Uh, it makes pretty obvious sense if that was not going to happen anyway. I don't really think they needed this little bit of... Tyrion and Davos trying to hatch this out together, but yeah. oh, uh, wow. I guess, but you know. <laughs> uh, and then uh, John mounts Rhaegal, and then him and Danny fly uh, throughout the north on like uh, John's training run here to find some food for the dragons or something. Or yeah. something. I don't know. John rides Rhaegal. That's the important thing here now. Um, Moving on, uh, so the Hound now has a massive dragonglass axe to aid in the battle, and Arya has commissioned Gendry to make her some sort of dragonglass weapon. I couldn't quite tell what it was in the, like, you know, three-second <laughs> shot we get of the plan she's drawn up. Yeah. I couldn't quite tell what it was supposed I to be. couldn't quite tell either. Uh, but uh, Gendry is going to make her some sort of weapon uh, out of dragon glass here. Uh, he is all, Gendry also learns that Arya has a Valerian steel uh, knife with her as well. Uh, the Glovers are going to remain in Deepwood Mott. Will not help John due to his pledge to Danny. Uh, again, very, very Rob-esque stuff going on here. Uh, and that probably does not portend well uh, for John at this rate. Um, <laughs> later, Danny informs Sam that, uh, you know, I slightly, killed. you know, <laughs> killed your father and brother. Like, slightly. no big deal. Um but that kind of happened. No big deal, though. I had him toasted. Uh, yeah, he's, you know, Sam's understandably not super thrilled. Uh, uh, Danny also attempts to float the idea of naming him Archmaester the Citadel if she ends up on the throne, uh, which not a bad idea, really, uh, there. Although, just maybe give him Pycelle's role, just have him be Grand Maester there in the capital with you, maybe, but... Whichever, uh, she floats the idea of Archmaester vaguely. Um, uh, later, well, actually almost immediately after, Sam, in his nightmarish fugue state now, uh, heads down to the crypts of Winterfell to tell John his true identity and also that uh, Danny killed my father and brother, by the way. 
John, you know, to all aspects of the this new information, uh, is not super thrilled with the whole killing the family bit, uh, and starts to show slight signs of not fully on board with Danny anymore. Not, you know, not yeah. obviously to the point where we should probably be concerned with that. No, but, not yet. Uh, you know, and then he also does kind of accept his uh, true identity, but isn't super thrilled with it. Uh, then later at Winterfell, Jamie has arrived, and Bran obviously uh, recognizes him, even though Jamie stopped off at the Kings Road CVS pharmacy and picked up some hair dye uh, on his way north and successfully applied it somehow uh, during his horseback ride as well. Yes. Uh, Bran sees right through it. Uh, so uh, that's pretty much it, except for the one last bit, of course. Uh, so do you have anything to add that does not involve uh, what Tormund and Barrett get up to? Um... The only thing I have here is it seemed like Arya and was, um, I don't want to say falling in love with Gendry, but it looked like she was having some feelings for him. To well, me. that that was the uh, implication we were given back in season four. Uh, when they departed last okay. from each other's company, at least, yeah. Well, she's three or four years older than that, maybe now yeah. or something. And mm-hmm. it looked like uh, she might uh, be wanting to get get it get 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 with him. It's possible, yes. And other than that, that was it there. So. Okay. So of course, the big set piece to end to end basically this episode. Uh, so, we head to Last Hearth, where little young Ned Umber has been sent by John earlier in the episode to bring uh, all of the Umber's forces to Winterfell. Uh, so, Tormund, Beric, and the other survivors of the uh, disaster at Eastwatch meet up with Ed and apparently the remaining surviving members of the Night's Watch from Castle Black. There's like 10 of them there yes. now. That's uh-huh. not... Well, Night's Watch was pretty barren when John got there, so yeah. Uh, and they find, uh, in a very horror film-esque sequence, uh, they find that it has been completely decimated by the Walkers and find Ned Umber pinned to the wall with the spiral shape around him. Uh, Ned springs back to life to attempt to kill... Uh, anyone he can get get to and is quickly uh, eliminated thanks to Beric's flaming sword. sword yes. uh, so, again here we're getting, you know, we get the spiral thing again. Obviously that would lead me to assume we're going to get some sort of reveal about what that spiral shape means. Sooner or later. Uh, I would think. Uh, so we see that again, and obviously we are now uh, informed that the walkers apparently move really quick somehow uh, all the way through Last Hearth and are somewhere else now heading towards Winterfell, presumably. Uh, so, you know, now uh, John can't really count on the Umber forces, obviously. They're all, uh, you know, part of the army of the dead now. That's not good. Uh, and you've lost Last Hearth as well as a potential 
a safe house to reside in later. So not great um, for the fortunes uh, of John and the rest of the living at this rate. It does not appear so far, but we'll see. You have anything to add to that section? Uh, no. No, okay. Um, so overall, you know, just kind of quickly, um, this is a fine, fine premiere. You know, it, we set up a lot of stuff, obviously, here. Not a lot of consequence really happens in the episode, except for that last bit there, really. Yes. Um, well, I guess Yara's rescue. We'll see what's in store with, with that. Uh, but overall, the one one thing I definitely wanted to get in this premiere that we didn't was just something that, for Bran to do anything, because he basically does nothing this whole episode. No, he does nothing. Really. No, I, I was really surprised we didn't get some sort of Bran history flashback uh, to something in this episode. I was surprised we did not get one of those, no. but we didn't. He just recognized yeah. Jamie. Yeah, that's essentially all he does. He's like, oh, that's Jamie. And, oh, yeah, uh, what what else did he... He did something else. I don't remember now. Uh, but he did say something else to someone. Anyway, so that's really the only thing I felt was severely lacking. But overall, this, this is a fine start uh, to the season, I definitely think. So... That's going to do it for this quick episode of the Glide TV Recaps Game of Thrones. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to subscribe to the show for more great content like this. Of course, we'll be back tomorrow night with a full-length, in-depth discussion of this episode after I, at least, watch it a couple more times. Uh, so, until then, goodbye.